And thank you for tuning in to our sermon podcast from Connect Church. We'd like to invite you to join us in person at 1101 West Grand in Ponca City, Oklahoma, or on Facebook Live. Go to connectchurchpc.com to learn more about how we are helping people connect every day. We are a people, connected people, all in God's love. to be able to bring the word to you this morning. Uh, Of course, Wonder Woman is going to be so fun, but I had the most interesting time uh, preparing for this sermon uh, this week, Uh, one that normally I I don't do. I was uh, in in the living room, and I turned on a a movie, the the Wonder Woman movie, and I was uh, watching it, and Kenneth came in, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm studying for Sunday. That's what I'm doing. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun to be able to get ready for this, uh, this word that I'm bringing to you today. Uh, we just celebrated three years here at Connect Church. It's been exciting and seven years total for ministry with Pastor Kenneth and I. And we love that. We love every moment of being able to serve you, um, to love on you. And it's, I cannot believe it's been three years. <laughs> it, doesn't, it just was blown by. But uh, today we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman, and uh, most of you probably, one, heard of her, know about her, but uh, maybe a little bit of behind the scenes or a little bit more of her origin. Uh, The first time that she came out, out in the comic books was in 1941. Now, the reason that Wonder Woman was even created, or the reason why they wanted a superhero that was a, a little bit different than the norm, is that they wanted to show that you can have power, but you can also have love and truth. And you can do it without strong arming or doing it with brute force. You can be compelling. You can save the world with truth and with love. And that was the premise of what Wonder Woman, who she is, why she was created. And, you know, there's a parallel, kind of, a, a story in the Bible of, of a similar superhero, of how he uses love. He uses truth. He doesn't shy away, but he saves the world. Sort of. It's, in, it's Paul. He didn't save the world. After I said that, I was like, well, Jesus saved the world. You know, he can't. Uh, I'm, going, I'm, I'm moving ahead a little bit on, on myself. But in Acts 17, I want to talk about a story. So I love word pictures. So we're going to, we're going to journey together. We're going to, I'm going to make a word picture for all of us, hopefully to be able to see and experience what Paul walked into on Acts, in Acts 17. So Paul is going on his missionary journey. He's talking with people about Jesus. He's being, any, anyone that will hear and listen, he's telling them about the word of God and what Jesus has done. And and this is his second journey, so he's with Silas. But his first one that he went on was with Barnabas. 
Now, when he went, he had made good, great relations, right? He, he knew people. So this second mission, he's, he's meeting more people that he, he has, you know, become friends with. And that lands us in Athens. So this is my word picture for you. We're walking into Athens. Beautiful Greece, Romans, you know, marching the streets. Huge statues. And in everywhere you look all around you is, you know, tributes to gods. Hundreds of them. Everywhere. Just attributes, these huge statues of people praying to their gods. Now, these people in Athens were the elite, okay? They were smart. They knew what they were talking about. This was like the most religious area in Greece. And here Paul walks in. He's been talking to everybody about Jesus. And he comes into the Bible belt of Greece, okay? They know what they're talking about. And also just a little tidbit of information. This is the same place that multiple years back they uh, cruci- not crucified, they, they sacrificed and killed Socrates for not believing in the same God. Now here Paul is. He's walking in and scripture said he is deeply concerned and distressed. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to talk to these people, intellectual people, a little bit of a force, maybe a little bit of fear. Talk to these people about Jesus. And he stands in the center. And he goes up on the hill of Ares, which is the god of war to, to these people. And he sits there and he says, I noticed something when I walked in. You have a, a shrine or you have a, a place specifically for an unknown god. You have, you know, all these gods that you are worshiping, and then you have this one area for the unknown god. And the reason that they did that is they, they didn't want to forget anybody. They were super includers, and so they didn't want a god to smite them because they, uh, they, they forgot about him. So what Paul does is he comes and he reasons with them. He says, I see that you uh, have, have this, this uh, place of worship for an unknown god. Well, do you know who your unknown god is? He's the God of all creation. He's, he's the God that saved the world. So you're worshiping the right God. What he did is, is he came and he reasoned with them. He didn't like walk on in like the Kool-Aid man and bust down the doors and say, Jesus is going to come and condemn and kill you all. And so run now or, you know, save yourselves. Hell's coming. He came in and he, he knew how to show them love. But he also told them the truth. And when he came in, he says, this unknown God, it's Jesus Christ. It's the God who saved the world. You're worshiping the right God. But all the rest of them, like the God of Zeus, even says in scripture, the God of Zeus, you think he's almighty. But let me introduce you to the one that is. I think that's gutsy. And I like it. All these people who knew better than him and he's having a different opinion. Remember, Socrates, for the same reason. He didn't back down. He didn't shy away. He came with truth. Truth can be hard, but he followed it with love. Jesus loves you. What you're doing is wrong, but he wants to help you change. He didn't back up. He didn't back away, and that's exactly 
what happens too in the movie with Wonder Woman. She comes in with love and with truth in a world that she has never been a part of. She knows nothing about the world because she, where she is with the Amazonians, it's just them. They're all like super strong, like army of women. <laughs> They've never even seen a man before. And then here comes this guy and he breaks into their world during World War I. And here's Steve and you're like, what are you? <laughs> and Steve takes her into America because she knows she can help because there's a war going on. And she comes in and she saves the world. She does it with truth and with love. One thing I want out of all of this is that we can have the same type of superpower because we all have the ability to love. And throughout this morning, I want to show you how love is a superpower. And I want to pray over you this morning. Father, thank you for giving us this word, this time to be able to hang out, this time to be able to uh, hear of what you have in store for us. Lord, I pray that the word you give to me speak to my friends. Bring your conviction, but bring your love. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, in the, the movies and the, and the comics of a Wonder Woman, Diana does one thing and she does it really, really well. She teaches us that it takes courage to do what is right. She's courageous. I mean, she's Wonder Woman, so there's that. I mean, that, that's a part of it. But when you, like I said, when she stepped into this world that she had no idea what was going on, she actually shifted other people's perspective that they also could be courageous. And it, to do the right thing, you have to take courage. For Paul to go into Athens and, and, and talk to all these people who thought they knew better or who were the most intellectual or maybe probably the most, not the nicest people, that took a lot of courage. And that's what Diana did. You have to have courage to do what is right. So when she went in to this world, she brought a couple of things. She brought her sword, she brought her shield, and she brought her lasso of truth. That's it. That's all that she brought in with her into this world. So now, picture this. World War I, right? Things are crazy. Steve, was, he's a pilot in the war, and so he takes her into the middle to show her what the, the war it looks like, and she's coming to defeat Ares, which is the god of war. So as he's coming into these trenches, she's seeing how these, these Germans have taken a village, and she is distraught. She is upset because they're killing women and children, and Steve says, listen, you go in there, you try to defeat them, you will die. It's a death sentence. You can't do it. Let us fight this battle. We've been doing it for a long time. You can't do anything about it. But as any Wonder Woman fashion, she says, watch me. And we're going to see how it goes here.
what I'm going to do. Right? I know, it's intense! It's like the most iconic part of the movie. And it's like in slow motion too, so it just makes it even better. But she sees that there's people on the other side that desperately need help. And if she does nothing, they're going to die. Like, that's just fact. And, and Steve's like, no, I know what's best. Don't, don't try to go over there. It's, it's going to be sudden death. And she, what she said in there, she was like, if you don't go, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going. So she gets up and she goes. She doesn't, at these moments, know exactly what her Wonder Woman powers can do. And I was like, you know, like, it's like, you know, she's like becoming herself, seeing the power that lives and is within inside of her when she took courage and she took the leap of faith. And did you see what happens when she took the courage to do what is right? What happened? People followed behind her. So as she's here with this shield and, and, and the enemy is attacking her, she has her shield and the things aren't piercing her and she has the courage and people around her then take courage to come. Later on, I wasn't going to show all 10 minutes of this scene, but she ends up being able to defeat the Germans and she saves a village. And, you know, the question that I had while I was watching this is, if I don't take up the courage to do what is right, what village am I not saving that needs my help? And the same question goes to you. When you don't take the courage, people don't come alongside you, and there are people that you leave in your wake that needed you. Just like Wonder Woman, she didn't know the power that was living and was inside of her. And when we ask Jesus to come and be the Lord of our life and ask for repentance, we then become 
incredibly powerful, more powerful than Wonder Woman could ever imagine or dream about being. And then we don't understand the power that it lives within us when we go into the battlefield and we take the courage to do what is right. Then people come alongside of us and we take our shield and we put on the armor and then we're able to be in battle and fight and save people that didn't even know we were coming, that we didn't even know maybe needed our help, and we have people come alongside of us. The one who showed the most courage, though, is Jesus Christ. As he came to earth, died on the cross, and came here to be flesh like you and I, he took the most courage to be able to do it. But my, like, I want to know, are you more like Steve? You're like, actually, I know what's best because uh, if I do that, I'm going into sudden death. Or are you going to be more like Diana and say, if I don't do it, nobody will, and take the courage, the power that lives inside of you to do what is right? Another scenario in the movie that's kind of the same way is Dr. Maru. She's like terrible, Okay. She's the one that's caused all of these destruction and be able to bring the gas that kills all these people. This is, it's her fault. She also has like the scar because of a, you know, like an accident with like working with all these destruction things. Uh, So she has like a scar on her face. And, and, And in the story, it's revealed who she really is. And Wonder Woman is attacking and fighting Ares, which is the god of war. And he, like Satan, is beckoning to her. Hey, listen, you have a moment to give somebody what they deserve. And I want to look and see how Deanna reacts to that and what she actually does. She is the perfect example of these humans. And unworthy of your sympathy in every way. Destroy her, Diana. You know that she deserves it. They all do. Do it! to be me. I could save today. You could save the world. You're wrong about them. They're everything you say, but so much more.
you believe. And I believe in love. So we deserve death, right? The perfect scene of between us and, and, and God and Satan. We are Steve, right? God is Wonder Woman and Aries is Satan. And I think I, I leave that clip in there when, and when Steve is like, I can save today, but you can save the world. I have to leave. What, what Dr. Maru deserved was to die. She was terrible. I am terrible, and I deserve death. But you know what? It's not about what I deserve. Because when Jesus came and died on the cross, it's now what I believe. Because he saved, and he came to earth and saved me, as he saved you. And what Diana is saying is the same thing that Jesus Christ did, and it's the only way to save the world is through love. The only way we can save the world is through love. We deserve death. Me? 100% me. But we did too, all of us. We deserve death, but Jesus came, and it says so in Scripture in John 3.16, which I'm sure most of you know it by heart, but if you don't, it's, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever shall perish will believe in him and have eternal life. I, I, I summarized it a little bit. You, you know the Scripture. The only way to save the world is through love. God so loved the world. He so loved the world that he did, took the courage to do what is right. The second thing Deanna teaches us is that we have to have facts over feeling. Facts over feeling. So we're going to move into the second movie, which is Wonder Woman 1984. And in this movie, uh, there's the, the biggest, the premise of this is there's a thing called a dreamstone, okay? And then with this dreamstone that you can make a wish, and when you wish upon this dreamstone, it's not Aladdin, okay? When you, when you dream upon the dreamstone, then your wishes come true, but not without a price. So the, the villain of this movie, his name is Max Lord, and uh, he wants to be able to control the world. Now, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movies, I'm about to, like, really ruin it for you. In the first movie, Steve dies, okay? And Wonder Woman's having this, like, hard understanding of how she can save the world, but she can't save the man that she loves. Now, this dreamstone comes in to play. Every wish you make comes with a price. And what she doesn't realize is uh, she makes this wish to save Steve and to have him come back but it uh, takes her power away. So who is she without the power that's inside of her? She wants so badly to have the love of her life back with her. She wishes for it. That's her heart's desire. She's following her heart. But then we have to have our facts over our feelings. And she chooses to have, have Steve come. And the world is being destroyed by Max, Lord. And she has to make a really hard choice. And we're going to watch it here with how, what, uh, what, she, what she chooses. Come on, come on, come on. 
know what you need to do. The world needs you. She has a hard choice to go with her heart, to be able to be with the love of her life, or to save the world. I feel like in the movie, it's the hardest decision that she's ever had to make. Because she knows that, that if she says no to her feelings, that she has to say, I can't have it anymore. But one thing that Diana knows is that facts are more important than our feelings because feelings are real, but they're not always true. You know, the world says, you know, to follow your heart. <laughs> Man, if I followed my heart and I had all my wishes come true when I was 15, it'd be bad, okay? <laughs> Listen. Amen, right? A part of the movie is everybody's having these wishes. He's like, what would you like? And he was like, I would like to farm, be a farmer one day. He's like, Got it. So then like in the middle of Times Square, all these cows come in and he's like a farmer now. And you know what? All these people are wanting these wishes that their, their heart's desires are, are, are calling them to. When they actually get what they want, they realize what they want was actually not good for them. Maybe sometime in your life you can look back at the desires and the ones that you had when you were younger and you thank God now that he knew better that he didn't grant all your wishes, that he didn't let you lead with your feelings. Because feelings are real, but they're not always true. And God is more interested in our character than our comfort. He wants us to have good character than whatever we want for our comfort. He cares deeply about you. And love is not a feeling. You feel love, right? But it's not a feeling. Because if it were, then we would love our enemies. But we don't sometimes because we don't feel like it. And love sees the good in the other person even if we don't feel like it. God is not worried about our feelings as so much as he's worried about our character. He's preparing you for eternity, not for here. We go along with our feelings. Our feelings cause us and lead us to do immoral things. If we just led with our feelings, listen, friends, it would be a world of destruction, and you saw it. You know, we were looking here at the movies, and you're, you, you can see it all happening. It's all panning out. But we can't see what's happening, and it's doing it on our own life. It's all happening in our own life. Can't see how to get to the, to the right side, to get to the other side. When good triumphs evil, it just feels like everything surrounding is chaos. 
destruction. I mean, you're led by your heart, it's by your feelings. And Deanna had to choose facts over those. She chose the love of her life and sacrificed millions of people. And she had to do the hard thing. And Paul had to do the same. In scripture, it says he was deeply disturbed. But he took facts. People need to know who Jesus are for eternity. Over his feelings of probably being very scared, feeling very unqualified, and not so much the person that wants to be the one to just give all this information. But he took his facts, and he covered over his feelings, and he took what was with inside of him to show that love is a superpower. The third thing that Deanna teaches us is that the truth will set you free. He'll set you free. The villain in this story, his name is Max. And, and he's watching all of these people with all of their wishes that they had made. And he's looking at them and, and saying, make more wishes, look at what you get to do, everything you want. In one of the scenes, a husband and a wife are, are, are arguing and he says, oh, I just wish you were dead. And then she dies. And he's like, I didn't mean that. That's not what I wish. It's not what I wanted. That's, it might have been the truth in the moment, but it, it, it's, it's not what he actually wanted. And, and, and Diana's showing how these wishes are destroying the world. And I'm going to skip past that scene. But she uses her strength to show truth and to show her love. And uh, he, Max gives up. She's talking to these people about your wishes aren't exactly what you want, your feelings aren't exactly what you want. You need to have the truth. And the truth is hard to hear. And what other superhero or movie or the hero in, in, in anything uses truth to defeat the enemy. In this movie, she rarely uses her sword or her shield. She uses her lasso of truth. What other book do you know that uses truth to show love? It's the Bible. It's full of it. How truth is love and how it's a superpower Wonder Woman was intended to show a hero who didn't come in and push her way through and strengthen her way through and be able to kick down doors. If she wanted to, oh, she could have come in and just like donkey kicked Max in the face and nothing would have changed. It wouldn't have changed because he wouldn't have seen in himself the evil and the lies that he was believing. He, he wouldn't have seen it. He had to see the truth first to be able to have love, to see the love. Deanna shows that the world doesn't become a better place if we get what we want or get what, even what we deserve. It gets better when we love one another. Only love truly can change the world. This last monologue in Wonder Woman perfectly depicts how love changes everything. 
Let's watch this together. He used to want to save the world. To end war and bring peace to mankind. But then I glimpsed the darkness that lives within their light. And learned that inside every one of them, there will always be both. A choice each must make for themselves. Something no hero will ever defeat. And now I know that only love can truly save the world. So I stay, I fight, and I give. For the world I know can be. This is my mission now. Forever. is to show love and let me discuss what love is because it's contrary to what culture says when you love someone that means you accept them for ever, everything that they are but what love is is it tells them the truth with kindness and it doesn't mean that you approve of everything but it means that you love them enough to show them the truth it's what Paul did in Athens. It's what Jesus did with me. It's what he did with you. He comes in gently and he tells you the truth. There might be a couple of things that you need to change. And scripture is one of my favorites and I want to I wanna read it to you really quickly. It's 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love chapter. 13, 4 through 7, I want to read it to you. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love rejoices in the truth and it always protects. Love is a superpower. And God has given that power to you, to me. And unlike the ability to fly or have super strength, we have the ability to love and to love well, and to love like Jesus. We have the ability to take the courage to do what is right, to choose facts over our feelings, and to know that the truth will set you free. I want to take a moment to be super transparent with you. This month, I have felt the least like Superwoman. 
the absolute opposite. I felt like a coward. I was, I was afraid. I felt alone. And I thought, how ironic, Lord. <laughs> you would have me preach over Wonder Woman when I don't feel anything super. I preached this to me more, to myself, than I have with you guys this morning. Because it's not about how I feel. Because my feelings aren't always real. But the God that lives inside of me, man, he's real. And he's the one that gives me the power and the strength and the ability to be a Wonder Woman. Countless times I've cried, God, why me this, this week? Why me? Why now? And I want you to know that if, I, if you're finding your place in a season of God, why now? Why is this happening? Everything around me seems like it's absolutely a disaster. Welcome to my life. Take a seat. I'll save you one. But Jesus, he comes to save. He comes to change the world, and he does it through love. And this week, God has loved me so deeply. And I don't want you to miss out on that type of love. Because it's a superpower, unlike any other. Jesus, his love. And he comes to you in truth. And he makes you change things. Sometimes it can be a little hard, but that's the conviction. And nothing changes without that. So have courage. Lead people beside you. Don't follow your feelings. Facts are more important. And remember, the truth will always set you free. Let me pray over you this morning, friends. Father, I thank you for this time to be with you. Lord, maybe we don't, maybe we don't feel like surrendering. Maybe we don't feel like we're in the right place to be able to serve you or, or to surrender our life to you. But God, I pray right now that you wouldn't allow the enemy to feed those lies, that we would understand the truth. And the truth of it is, is that you are love. You love us so unconditionally that when we ask Jesus to come into our life and, and to be the Lord of our life, it, it says that you then see Jesus when you look at us. You don't see the flaws. You don't see the, the ugliness that I am. You see perfection. You see holiness. Lord, I pray right now for my friends, for those that may feel less than, or not worthy of your love. God, I pray right now that you would shower them. Show them how much you, the, the amount of love that you have for them. You think they are awesome. You are worthy and you are just the perfect creation. I'm speaking to my friends now. If, if, if you've not even made that decision to even understand a love like Jesus, if that's you this morning, would you take on the courage to be able to say, I need your help. 
the first one to stand up and say, God, I need you. If that's you, before you and God, that's it, would you raise your hand? I need you, Jesus. I see those hands. I need you, Jesus. Show me your love. Give me the courage. I might be not living the life that you have created or intended me to be, to do, but it changes today. It changes right here today. Father, I pray that you equip my friends for the words that they speak and the things that they touch and the places that they go, God, they would be anointed in you. Lord, I pray, God, for your supernatural strength and to be able to carry love That's a superpower that you've given us. I pray for your conviction, Father God. Would you come and change and have your way? Lord, I pray that these words that you have have laid in front of us this morning, they would stick and stay. Equip my friends, God. Give them the courage to know the power that lives inside of them. In your mighty, holy, precious, and powerful name of Jesus. We say, amen, amen. Man, friends, I'm excited for this next series, Hollywood Heroes Continues. I pray that you go have a great week and show someone this week how love is your superpower. We'll see you next week. people, connected people, all in God's love. We are a church, connected church, by His own blood. Connecting people together, in perfect harmony, connecting people to God, for His love sets free. Abundantly, you know you.